0: Welcome back to another episode of Life Chats with Friends. So, so stoked to have Winston Thompson with us today. Winston, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks so much for having me, Antonio. I'm glad we could finally do this. Yes, yes, I'm yes. Good. I'm good. How have you
1: been? I've been so good. I um, I just moved, so everything is in my life is all over the place right now, but we're getting back to grounding and getting into a flow and a routine, so
0: I'm doing great. What's it been like being on your own
1: or kind of like in your new space? Um, well, I just got a couch today, so <laughs> I'm feeling like a lot homier. So I have somewhere to sit, which is nice other than my bed. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's so good. I love living alone. Um, I like... My job is so many people and so much energy and so much like kind of me getting pulled all over the place so it's so nice to just have a place where i can just be and i don't have to like interact or decompress yes 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 perfect
0: so winston i would love to tell everyone a little bit more about you and then I will pitch it to you to share a bit more, but for everyone listening, Winston is a visionary in the world of beauty, color, and connection with over a decade um, at the helm of his own salon. He is a master colorist, educator, and creative consultant, a soulful explorer who brings a unique blend of artistry, curiosity, and compassion to the world of beauty and beyond. Driven by a profound desire to spread love and joy, Winston's goal is clear, to make a positive impact wherever he goes. His approach and ability to warmth make him not just a hairstylist, but a trusted confidant on the journey of self-discovery. Winston, <laughs> once again, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about you. Um, I... I've been in the D.C.
1: area my whole life. I grew up in Northern Virginia. Um, I lived in L.A. for a little bit, but I have mostly been here. Um, I own a salon. I do hair full
0: time. um, And so good at it. (laughs) I feel like everyone... In this fear that I talk to that's like, oh, Winston did my hair. They're just like, oh, yeah, like, Winston did my hair. <laughs> One day I'm going to do some color yes. on your tips. yes, yes, in the queue. So, yeah, what's your story? What's your background? Who are you? Oh, my God, the question of who I am is <laughs> such a
1: loaded question for me, and I feel like I don't have the answer of like who I am because I have learned that it's not like what you do and how you are, but it's so much deeper than that. Um, So I am on this sort of discovery of trying to figure out who I am. Um, But I guess, I guess it's been a journey more so over the last like maybe six years or so of like realizing that I have no idea who I am and then figuring out, trying to dig and figure out why and then kind of like pull those strings and kind of like start questioning, you know, the way that I respond, the way that I think, the way that I act, realizing how much I doubt myself Mm -hmm. and just sort of like unraveling it and following it back to like where it started from and, and kind of like getting into that story
0: of me talk to me a little bit more about childhood like what are the experiences that have shaped your worldviews or like when I am around you and when I see other people around you the way they experience you I'm like how do you become this beacon of light um in your expression Mm -hmm. Sweet. Um, i grew up i think
1: up through my childhood and like with my mother single mother um three siblings and it was very like loving nurturing um creative you know my mom you know she had a lot to support with just herself and she pushed us to like perform and create and dance and sing and just, you know, create this like warm home environment where we all kind of connected. Um, And I think that that's kind of like what created my shape and like molded me. Um, And then when kind of religion got introduced um, to it, that became my whole life and my mom's life. And it was going well um i think until i started realizing that maybe there was something different about me Mm, Um, mm. and i think when i started kind of pulling at that and questioning i realized very quickly that that wasn't you know my i realized that my sexuality wasn't um up for question, you know. I wasn't allowed to question. If I, I remember, my first thought was like, "Wow, those guys' legs look cool. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> look nice." And I remember telling my mom that, and <laughs> she was like, "I don't ever want to hear that again." Um, but I went into ministry school to be a youth pastor. Um, I was told my whole life I had a calling in my mm-hmm. life to like teach and 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 grow people. And so I went to school for that. And then um, I kind of like went through conversion therapy at mm. a certain point, um, and while I was finishing up ministry school, and I think that was sort of like, at a certain point when that was um, really heavy and it was really intense. Um, I think there was like this big like chasm schism, what's it called when you have like a severance? Anyways. Um, <laughs> a separation um, from everything, you know my first 18 years of life essentially it was like mm. 19 I think um and so that was like such a big shift mm. and that was kind of like I think the reason why I said that I, I don't know who I am because I had no idea how big it was in the moment like I did and it was terrible and it was like I lost my all of my friends and my um family for a bit I mean they all came around of course. Um, And we were able to get through it, but it was was a really dark time. And I think that created this path of like figuring out who I was. And that's why Mm -hmm. I wanted to move closer into DC. And like, I started going to clubs and being around gay people and meeting friends online. And I guess what is the normal sort of gay experience (laughs) that a lot of people have?
0: So I think, well, first off, thank you for being open and willing to be vulnerable in this setting, in this space. And I think for people listening, a lot of people that might be like you and I, in just recognizing that many of us share similar stories in our lived experiences, specifically in and around childhood, what do you think... Those early defining moments, or even some of those more painful moments, were here to teach you in in who you are, or in the discovery uh, on your own journey to who you are. Well, I
1: sorry for just jumping immediately into the no, 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 no.
0: no. For everyone who's listening, (laughs) it's a safe space. That's what we're here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, good morning. Here's my trauma. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah,
1: you know, I guess that's why we're here. Um, so I think that like in that moment, I don't have like any bit of wisdom or experience or it wasn't until I think much later that I really, cause I kind of like blocked it all off Mm. and i created like um i guess you do this a lot with like trauma and you kind of create like a a barrier inside of your head and it just protects it and so i didn't touch it or deal with it um even like when my family and i kind of like reconnected and sort of everyone's human and everyone had to deal with it in their own way but i think it wasn't until i moved to la because Mm. i was like just going 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 filling my time Working, You know, that's how I found hair. It was just this new opportunity and it was creative and it was exciting. And then, and I was good at it, kind of. It took a while, but I got good at it. And then just like friends and going out and just partying way too much. Um, I never was with myself. Mm. I remember this moment that one of my assistants gave me this book, um, Be Here Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, yeah. And I didn't read it because I was like, why would you say that I'm not present? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I just kept it for a while and and didn't read it until much later. Um, And then when I moved to LA, I all of a sudden had like no work and all this free time. And I think that's where I really started to kind of go back and figure out who I was and, or like realize that I had to figure out who I was, I guess.
0: Do you think in the time that you spent alone, Like, were there any major revelations or like seeing parts of yourself that surprised you or parts of yourself where you're like, oh, like this was my protector or I developed this part of myself to protect myself from ever feeling certain feelings again. And then like, how did you work through unraveling or moving through those things transforming them into partners in your experience versus demons to say in the closet Mm -hmm. and how you navigate the world. So I think that
1: the moment where I had that shift, where it was like an awakening truly um, was I was with my best friend Nadine and we were in Joshua tree and I had done mushrooms a million times. A lot and for a while it was like very hit or miss if it was like a good experience or not and it was just like because I was just so in my head and didn't know how to properly use them and so we did a very intentional experience where we took an eighth and had an intention and journaled and just sort of like literally had this transcendent experience where I was able to zoom out on everything that was bothering me everything mm-hmm. that i was dealing with and it was just like kind of like the misuse of drugs honestly like you know the way that i partied my drinking habits the people that was that were in my life that i have felt for a while were not feeding me mm-hmm. and it was like this like in beautiful insane like unbelievable experience where I could see that there was this thread that was connecting every little thing that I had no idea. And it was like, I could get that almost like hindsight 2020 perspective in the moment. Mm. And it was just so cool. And it like showed me, I was like, oh my God, there is so much more to this life that I have, like I could have even imagined. And it was like truly life altering. Mm -hmm. And it was like that moment that Nadine at the time was actually um, also, it was as pivotal for her, but she had some practices already. So she was, she already journaled. So that was like the start of me kind of like journaling and kind of like putting my thoughts on paper. Paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I think from there it kind of started, uh, I started working through making these changes in my life Um, I remember this one thing was I, I had a a list of friends and people in my life and people that I was like spending the majority of my time with this people that I wasn't. And I was like looking at the order of them and I started rearranging them. So then I started prioritizing the people that I felt like were like taking me to my next step. Mm -hmm. Um, and it worked and I did. And I, I just started meeting more people and, um, having more experiences and then, um, I mean, I don't know how I could just keep going. So I don't know if like I even answered your question, actually.
0: <laughs> no, 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 you did. And where I actually wanted to go next. And I think we we hear about this. People hear, people hear about like conversion therapy. They hear about similar experiences of people moving through that. But can you paint a picture for us like, Coming through the other end of that experience and like seeing the light, being able to pick yourself up and move again. Like, what was that like for you in in feeling and expression in thought? So, like, back
1: to like after it happened, mm-hmm. um, well, it was, I mean, it was obvious, it, I mean, obviously, but it was the probably the darkest time in my life. Um, And I, I got really lucky because I met this girl online on roommates.com that I didn't even pay for, but she was local and she took me in and I was able to move in with her. And I just experienced um, this like freedom of being around somebody who's not judging you for who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, I think I don't know, I, I don't think that I had any positive things. I think I like threw myself into drinking, partying, drugs and nothing too crazy, but it was just like, my I, I like lost my job. I like thought I could sleep on an hour of sleep and I like wake up after an hour of sleep and I like kept missing a shift. And these people in my life, Were my friends, but like they were also going kind of in a direction, Mm -hmm. and I kind of had attached myself to these people because these are the only people who had accepted me at this point, and I'm so grateful for them at the time. But it was like uh, we were all kind of heading down into that path, into like nightlife, not sleeping, just life of partying, and I think that I was only about, I was only looking for like what's next, what's next. I was never like with myself, Mm -hmm. and so. I think the moment that that kind of started shifting is I had this feeling of feeling, just, I think I finally, cause I think I went into like pick up, move, you have to like push through this mm-hmm. and I have to like have a place to live. I have to get a job. I have to, you know, do all this. Cause I was working at the Christian bookstore and all that stuff before. So it was just mm-hmm. like, I needed to like start something new. But when I, um, I had this really, really low, low, and it was like it was after a really bad acid trip, but it was—it's not the acid. It was just—it <laughs> was just me. And it was—I—I it, it, I was so low that I like realized all the things that were going wrong in my life, and I missed my family. Mm. And so I think the first step for me was like letting go of um, the pride mm. and my ego that I had, and I just tried to start reaching back out to people. Mm. And so I think by kind of like slowly bridging the gap towards the people that kind of helped, they didn't hurt me, but uh, that they sort of like, were only human and they kind of like, had their own problems. And so like, I stopped looking, I guess when I stopped looking at them as inflictors of pain and people who shunned me and more as like, they're still people and they're humans and just like, let's kind of start working on, yeah, building that. So I think like, I think that was, I think that was part of it. I think that, like, I think it's such a, it's such a, like, a, it's such a brain altering, like, the way that you view yourself when you're in that moment and that couldn't like the therapy i mean it was just so messed up like he's just like screaming and shaking a bible over my head and telling me how wrong i am and at some point you have to think for yourself and see like why doesn't this sit well with me Mm -hmm. you know why does this feel wrong what like and you have to kind of like say like, you know, fuck you to everyone else and just follow like your own heart. And like, and I think once I started, I guess that would be the answer to your question. Once I started, Mm. um, like finding little moments of the, like listening to my heart and hearing like what I truly wanted and like Mm. figuring that out instead of like being brainwashed into like, this is how you think, this is how you act, this Mm. is what you should do and say. Um, I think that's kind of like when things started moving.
0: Mm. what? What was your biggest takeaway from that part of your life, or that biggest I hate takeaway? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I had a similar experience. Similar experience across the street in a very different way, and I shared bits and pieces of this. But yeah, I'm curious to hear like what was your biggest aha, looking at where you are now and having perspective on your experience, like looking back at like baby Winston or teenager Winston, going through all of that. And again, seeing this ray of light that you are now. Like, what would I tell that person? Yeah.
1: So beautiful. Um, I would say, I would say to keep moving. I would say to no matter how hard it gets to continue to take a step forward, it doesn't matter in what direction, just move forward. Mm. Because I feel like if you stay too still and too stagnant in what's not working for you, then it becomes harder and harder to get out to of it. To move past that, yeah. yeah. So just like like one step in a direction that feels in alignment with yourself.
0: Mm. And I think to building on that. So I personally know like how hard it can be at times to pull yourself out of a really dark place. And so also recognizing that you are not in it alone. There is totally help in your community and a therapist in like the roommates.com situation that you had, like just finding that group, that community or someone that is like, I see you, <laughs> mm-hmm. I see you, you're heard, you're valued. And using that as a source of inspiration to keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, I, I I mean, at the time, I mean, I had no idea if there was something like that. I mean, I came from such a like sheltered, you know, Christian place that like I hadn't you no, know, I didn't know gay people. And I mean, that was when social media started. Mm. So like I met a friend, two friends that I still know today um, on MySpace, and shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Um and and it was like, and I think that's where I started building a community and network. So it's so cool the idea of like something like this where you can hear like mm. I never knew of anyone who had that same experience, and it wasn't until recently that I've even like had people talking about it. So mm. it's so cool to have something like this that are even connecting. Like, oh my god, me too. Two. Okay, cool. Yes. I'm not crazy.
0: Yes. All right, so we will pivot a bit and (laughs) we'll get to the lighter side of this conversation. But um, again, this is your moment. This is all about you. And I want to talk a little bit more about authenticity and what it means to express as your true self. And I think it's rare to see people like, full butterfly wings, embracing that side of themselves, balance, masculine, feminine energy. But I see that in you. And so I'm really keen and interested in hearing what is your definition of authenticity? We hear it thrown around so much. Everyone's like authentic, authentic, be your authentic self, (laughs) where you can be your authentic self. What does that mean? What is your definition? Oh my gosh.
1: It's so wild to think of, like, n- authenticity because I think that I spent so long um, trying to play a character mm. that um, when it didn't work out, all I had was just to, like,
0: be myself. Mm. And Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you spend so much time, like, oh, I think this is it. Yeah. And then when you're like, oh, like, this is me, it's so simple. Yeah, it's so <laughs> simple.
1: But it's also not because I think because of... Da- the like self doubt that was so mm-hmm. like embedded into like my DNA, my, not my permanent DNA, which is like the, <laughs> that period of time. Um, it would, it's just like I would try to be myself, but I don't think that I was actually being myself. And mm-hmm. it would happen in like glimpses, mm-hmm. right? And I think, I think um, if you continue to build it and just like, I, I don't know why it's so hard to be yourself mm. i don't know if it's just like our society or just like I think
0: it's fear there's fear. so much fear being accepted of being accepted yeah. fear of the other fear of fear yeah just I mean, fear. when you're
1: when you're bullied and you're like taught to be a certain way that doesn't align with yourself it's like you kind of like protect yourself mm. and so i think the more that i the more that i like am myself and then am almost affirmed by people in my life who love it it just kind of like gives you more power to kind of i'm like oh okay yeah great you love me for who i am yeah. i don't have to apologize <laughs> for being crazy not crazy I
0: and know. i think that's a big thing um for anybody that's listening uh that may be struggling or thinking about authenticity and what that means that really is it or that that is a a big part of it is paying attention to the response and energies around you like who are the people that are like yes Mm -hmm. you decided to wear that i love that for you you went with that hair color i also love that for you you're doing shit like this i love that for Mm -hmm. you like those are the people that you really want in your corner to help you build and grow and help those butterfly wings go and expand and Take the world.
1: Yeah, you have to surround yourself by other people who are like-minded or have a open energy that like is welcoming mm. and like supportive, like you said. Because I think the more the when I look back, the more that I've surrounded myself with people who are like that, um, the the more in touch with myself I got, and the mm. more I was able to connect with other people.
0: Do you know what? Uh, or one of the biggest realizations for me as well has been almost viewing my surroundings or the people around me as a mirror reflection of me so it's it's huge they play a really big part in your journey to self-discovery and I think like personally for me it's getting to this state of oneness. And we hear that, but it's being able to feel that sense of oneness with the people that are around you. And it's also recognizing that people come and go. They come and go, energies shift, energies change. And the more that you are yourself, it's like you have, it's your antenna calling the right people to you and people will come at the right time in your life they will serve their purpose and they will go and it's being able to accept that and to have the courage to continue moving on
1: yeah that's really beautiful and, and i feel like the um the being self-aware because you said like uh the people in your that are a mirror mm-hmm. um i feel like being self-aware is so important because on the journey to figuring out who I am, I feel like I often will have a conversation and I'll say something and I'll later be like, why did I respond like that? Mm, mm. Or like, why did I react that certain way? And then kind of like sitting with that feeling or Mm. that thought and just like going, okay, moving forward, I definitely don't want to have that sort of reaction and sort of like noting that and then working through that. And then Mm. that way you can kind of like continue to be in alignment with your truest, like highest self Mm. and be more authentic.
0: How do you express as your true self? What does that mean? What does that look like for you? Loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) How do I express as myself? I (laughs) mean, even through your work, like, I feel like creativity has a big part to play in expression as your higher self. I think... Or now i'm answering the question for you okay. no i mean i like to hear uh, <laughs> i want to hear your perspective because i wasn't sure to me showing up and expressing as your truest most authentic self is owning owning you owning you yeah
1: i think for me um i it's not something i don't think i do it intent like uh consciously mm. i think that uh i noticed that I feel the most like myself when I am centered and grounded mm-hmm. and I am kind of like d- doing a good, and hopefully this isn't too much like work-based, but like <laughs> kind of like in a flow where I'm constantly like recentering. centering mm-hmm. um, And I think from there, then I feel like I'm not forcing things mm-hmm. and, and things are flowing. And when that's happening, I feel more comfortable to kind of express myself mm-hmm. authentically.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I'm tracking, I'm tracking. (laughs) Yes. Um, Any tips, advice for people that may be in a dark place or backs against the wall, kind of thinking through like, well, why isn't this working for me? Or I am trying to be myself and I'm not seeing the right people around me or I keep getting the short end of the stick or whatever it may be, kind of. In that headspace, how do you, any tips or insights to help people move past that? Mm. I
1: feel like I kind of get in a version of this Mm. kind of regularly in a way. Like if I don't stay consistent, Mm. then I feel like I kind of, I don't know if it's regressed, but it's just sort of like energetically, I feel like I'm like vibrating lower. Mm. Um, Mm. And so for me, what always ends up working is... And I kind of said this a little bit earlier, but, um, is finding a way to move forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like if I, for instance, like, I know this is a little bit lighter, but like if I don't do, if I'm like inconsistent with working out and lifting and like being at the gym, just going back seems impossible. Yeah. And then, so what I always do is I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go. I don't care if it's the worst workout. I don't care if I just go sit Showing in a sauna, up. if I just go stretch, but once I'm there, I'm gonna do something. Yeah. And I never try to make it the best workout, right? So then the next time, the next day, it's already easier mm-hmm. for me to get back to the gym. And then it's like, okay, well, I wanna push myself harder than I did yesterday because mm-hmm. I'm here. And so it just kind of like, gets the ball rolling It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with like, if I'm feeling lost or, um, kind of like a little bit more depressed or a little bit more low energy or, or, or whatever it is. I just, I've you everyone has that intuition that Mm -hmm. voice inside of themselves Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes if you're in that place you've probably not listening to it
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and at least that's what i found and so when you start to feel like oh i should do this or i want to do this or what if i did this and then you don't listen to it it gets harder and harder yeah so just practicing like listening a a little bit and doing Mm -hmm. just one little thing will help you and it gets easier and easier the more that you do it
0: and I think so that is big and I guess coming across the street and taking it one up yeah. to me in my mind, The no one is exempt from those feelings. So the super lows or the, the super highs, I think we are all on this roller coaster of emotions. I think the trick is how do we get better at breaking the loop? So being able to be like, oh, that is what i'm feeling this is why i'm feeling it and can you look at it with a little bit of perspective and then hacking the emotion and coming out of it Mm -hmm. and recognizing that okay every day ends how do i get what what tools or actions can i take to break this and then you slowly start coming up and then when you start dipping again Mm -hmm. it's just the awareness the the quicker you are able to recognize what's happening, mm-hmm. you can break the loop and then coming out of that easier. And the more that you do yes. that, it's like, oh, yes. oh. Oh, 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 instead that. of whoa fuck, yeah, here we go. <laughs> I like being across the
1: street and, and one up. <laughs> I like going over the
0: <laughs> For me, like
1: recently, like to your point, like of uh, kind of coming up out of that and getting a bit better at it, or even getting um, more consistent, or having it be e- an easier process, little by little. Mm-hmm. Um, breath work has been mm. for me like the biggest change for kind of like when I am like being a mostly consistent, even I try to do it every day, but even if it's just like a couple times a week or whatever <laughs> that kind of keeps me, I feel like from going too far down on the roller coaster, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it just completely resets your energy. Oh yeah. And, and when, and even if it's five minutes, like there's this guy on, on, on YouTube that I like watch his videos and I do it. And it's just like every single time I'm like, how do I feel so peaceful? Mm-hmm. Every time, every single time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a great tip. For- Is this Chris,
0: uh, christine no the, it's breathe with sandy okay 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 i it's also amazing. like him his I energy is just like i love it i love it so
1: much i do it before bed but i'm trying to like how to do it in the morning but like if you're driving to work and you need a tip yes <laughs> yes it's like changing
0: all right winston <laughs> let's talk energy vibes and rituals okay and you are all vibes, <laughs> so how do you manage, maintain your energy? How do you, A, also stay so positive and and bring this welcoming, warm feel to any space that you are in, uh, which is hard in a dark world that is has this gloom of death and destruction at any given time we yeah. turn on the tv <laughs>
1: like more and more every day oh
0: my god okay so for me my
1: practices and rituals are kind of all over the place and i was even a little nervous about doing this podcast cuz i was like i feel like i haven't been as consistent but i always, i don't know why i do that to myself i think
0: that's good i i think that Being able to just say that is real. And we have our off days, months, weeks, years. But again, it's what do you do? It's how do you show up coming back and then building from there?
1: Well, I've been doing it kind of not crazy long, but like since I said like five, six years, little bits by little bits. And so I think for me, um, you know, journaling, yoga, meditation, Have been like the three kind of like more consistent practices that um, I think have like got me to lean into more of like some other rituals. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, following the moon hmm. and like what Same. what is moon, like the,
0: planets like i by like
1: it. finding alignment in what's going on with the moon cycles because the energy affects you and you might not even realize it and so like paying attention and like using that as a journal prompt hmm. to be like okay the energy the new moon is in libra or whatever it is Um, and just kind of like reading different articles on it, like Mm -hmm. studying like what it is and then kind of going to yourself and go, what do I notice about myself that's Mm -hmm. happening right now? And every time I do that, I'm like, oh my God, I am on this like path of like clearing out Mm -hmm. all these people or, you know, whatever. And so then kind of like, journaling with that and then i am into crystals i mean i'm very Same. like novice <laughs> i'm very like 10 over there. yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm very novice with all this but like it's just kind of like Same. it's fun it's fun to like find things that ground you and connect mm-hmm. you to yourself but also the planets yeah and the stars and just like
0: um do you ever think like we're floating on a cold ass rock in the middle of nothing yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> And it's so cool. And like... How cool. cool. Yeah, how cool that we were chosen to be here at this time. Exactly. In like the vastness of it all. Wild. Yeah. mind And that's why I like astrology because, (laughs) I mean, this is all just like... It's just... It's cool to like find the patterns in things right the mm. fact the patterns in people why you connect with people who circular like who is in your life and like who- what are those patterns why are you connected to those people mm. um i mean i can go really far in
0: like
1: <laughs> i'm like i like all of it like i'll get witchy with you
0: sign me up yeah let's get we are you already onto this displays <laughs> like what else can we do all right, Winston, um, hot tips. Let's talk hair, Okay, us fashion, hot tips. Um, what are like key things? What are like the big no's or the yes, more of that, that you're seeing kind of generally as people are coming into your space?
1: Yeah. So if you're in Washington DC area, I'm sorry because there's nowhere to shop (laughs) (laughs) at all uh, unless you want to wear a suit. However, (laughs) I have learned that, um, my, so for me I got, I got really into like figuring out my style and expressing myself and shopping with clothes. I have a couple of friends who are very into fashion. Mm. Um, and so they've thankfully have like reshaped my wardrobe and like gotten rid of a lot of things. Um, and then kind of like helped answer questions on, the way things kind of like fit. But, but I think like if you're interested in that or if you also find that there's nowhere to shop, I mean, thrifting is for me, like the best thing that you can do because it's like, obviously it's more sustainable. It's way more inexpensive. It's so much more lived in and relaxed and feels like you've owned it for years. And you can find much more unique pieces that were made at a time where we were making things so much better Mm. um i usually go to baltimore there is so much in baltimore but like there's all kinds of like thrift around here so i would say like that as far as like um style and things like that like i think it's all connected in that um I like working with people who are open mm-hmm. to allowing me to kind of like share my perspective with them. And my perspective comes from asking questions.
0: Mm-hmm. So just What like, are those questions just, or what are, I guess, what are those questions that you ask that people should be asking themselves as they're in the mirror? Like, is this cute or is this not cute? <laughs> um, I think figuring out your
1: lifestyle. Yeah. So I think with every person that I have in my chair, it's usually just like, what is what do you do on a day to day how much time are you trying to spend doing your hair how often do you want to come in Mm. how much money do you want to spend Mm. um Mm. and then like what are you trying what are you trying to like project what is the image that what do you want people to think when they see you Mm. and if you don't know i'm happy to help you with those other questions because i can narrow it down depending Mm. on how often you want to come in how much money you're trying to spend (laughs) honey (laughs) um but yeah and just kind of like working with someone who I, I love working with hair so like I don't really take on a lot of like male clients because mm, mm. everyone in DC well in this area I love this <laughs> area by the way I hope it doesn't sound like I mean it um I do love DC um it's just a lot of like really short haircuts and it's just very like um doesn't super not about and it just not for me specifically okay. there's nothing wrong with it I just like people who have hair to play with it. I Mm -hmm. like experimenting, Mm -hmm. letting things get a little longer, trying different Mm -hmm. products, um, playing with your texture and just kind of like helping, um, helping bring out your natural texture. How'd
0: you get to this color?
1: well i am very allergic to bleach <laughs> even though i'm a hairstylist <laughs> um and my best friend nadine who i mentioned and i'll talk about all day long um bleaches my hair but does it off scalp nice and then i recently had an event and one of itself. Oh. <laughs> it was lit by the way come to our party next time yes um I wanted to kind of like I've always wanted to play with like a a fashion color and do Mm -hmm. something different with my hair. And it's just been so fun as I've changed my hair because I used to have really long hair for forever. And the shorter I've gone and the kind of maybe more edgy or alternative I've gotten with my hair, it's pushed my outfits and my clothes a little bit. And it's also kind of like progressing this personality and it's like (laughs) self-expression is so cool and the more that you get to play with it you like unlock this thing inside of you that you had no idea that was there
0: same i my hair was pretty long for a while and i remember my first cut and i was like who is this yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes all right i love your hair Antonio oh thank you thank you time for some rapid fire questions oh gosh okay so if you could master any skill instantly what would it be
1: um okay so okay the first thing that came to mind is uh reading tarot
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's not a bad one
1: i just uh I was thinking earlier that, like, I haven't done it in a while, and I was like, I'd love to, like, be able to just to know everything.
0: All right. If you had a time machine, would you go to the past or the future or and why?
1: Future for sure. Why? I want to know what is coming <laughs> so I can see, like, I don't know where I want to go. I uh, maybe like, 10 years, 20 years, and then just, like, figure out what is happening in this mm. world that is going on right now. And then that way I can figure out my money better and where I'm going to live
0: <laughs>
1: instead of just following the gentle prompts from the universe. I yes. can kind of like have a head start and go further.
0: I'm with you. Yeah. Actually, I would want to go to the past. Oh, okay. I would, I feel like there's so much about my like heritage mm. upbringing that I'm still like, who is every like, where do I come from? Mm. It would be really cool to like, go back to like the 1800s or something like that and not to be in it but to observe from a distance like mm-hmm. oh like that's my family that's pretty cool oh I like that too um yeah what's your hidden talent?
1: I don't know why but this question always bothers me and maybe it's because I don't have any hidden talents but anytime I ask this I'm like I'm asked this I'm like Damn it! I don't really have any like hidden talents. Can you tap dance or no? I mean, (laughs) break dance or anything. Okay, so no, no. (laughs) full full stop. No. However, like what I always say is, I used to be in this like Christian hip hop dance group called Invasion, and we were like
0: surprise, surprise, (laughs) (laughs) surprise, surprise.
1: So, I don't have one. That's just more of like a fun fact.
0: Awesome. Okay. I love that. <laughs> do you and have a hidden talent? Um, you have a lot of talents that I don't know about, I think. Hidden talent. Uh,
1: that you can share?
0: Let's see. I don't know. Hidden talent. It's a hard. Oh, I can. What can you do? I'm like double jointed. Okay. See, that's a great one. Yeah. Oh, I'm I can like, whistle. I can't whistle. Okay. I don't want to do it because <laughs> this is
1: a very sensitive mic.
0: But I can do like one of those party whistles. Where like kids, <laughs> dinner's ready. <laughs> what is your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory.
1: Of... There are a few of them. I really loved doing magic. I Ooh. I got this magic um, set, and it was like I can went like a podium and all these tricks, and I used to do it. In front of my family i would do it when we had people visiting i would do it on this like there was this green box in our neighborhood of Manassas, and i would like set up next to the green box and i would do a show for the like kids in the neighborhood
0: Ooh. i wasn't
1: very good but it was just so fun i loved performing
0: last question okay Where can people find you if they'd like to connect and or sit in your chair, have a consult, um, learn more about you, your work, your art? Okay, Um, well, okay. (laughs) Well, I don't
1: have a website at the moment, so there's this app called Instagram where you can find me at Osher Winston. How do you spell it? Um, O H S U R E W I N S T O N.
0: What's the story behind the handle? I just used to say, oh, sure,
1: all the time. And uh, I love it. And I have a professional account, which is at Winston Zachariah, Z E C H A R I A H.
0: Awesome. And we will be sure to include those in the show notes. Winston, any closing words for folks listening?
1: Thank you, Antonio, for having me. Thank you all for listening. I I would just like to say to find a moment in your day that you can make somebody else smile. I love that. That's something my mom always taught me, and I just, like, I love making people laugh and being silly, so just practice being yourself.
0: Awesome. Yeah thank you so much I love that yes 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 (laughs) thank you for having me thank you so much peace out y'all